friends, welcome back to a new episode of the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Kat, and it'll be just me today. I am going to be talking with you about a topic that uh, is really, really prevalent in my life and has been for the past year. That's why I'm calling this episode Gaslit by Birth Control. So really, this, this episode has been a full year in the making. Um... I decided to get off of hormonal birth control last June, and I'd say the reasons were because I'd heard a couple friends talk about like their journey getting off of it, all the health benefits that they experienced, just the the shifts and the beauty that comes with just being in sync with your natural rhythms and your body's internal cycles. And just hearing all these sorts of things in the wellness world kind of piqued my interest. And while I'm not looking to have kids um, any time this year, um, anytime immediately in the near future, and I wasn't obviously last year either, um, I d- decided to take this this next step um, with Kyle, with my husband, and just see what my body can do in terms of regulating itself and getting these hormones out of my body, getting these you know synthetic things um, to give my body the best fighting chance. Um, kids are still something that we're talking about. Um, but haven't like locked in on a when or a, a what. <laughs> um, but, but that's something maybe down the line that I'll be ready to talk about later. So um, a couple of things that I experienced, I was on birth control for 15 years, um, not straight the whole time. I was on it for, I think like three years in high school and then I got off of it freshman year of college because I I was like, I am not going to have sex until I am with a serious partner, until I have a boyfriend again, because I've just been burned by some guys and I was feeling just not great about my choices and um, how they treated me after we had had sex. Um, and, you know, it wasn't even one-offs, which even if it was, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it just seemed to kind of change the relationship. So I decided to get off of it and, again, just see what my body would do. And I didn't get my period for nine months. <laughs> so that was my first time getting off of it after having been on it for three years. This was fresh, or this was sophomore year of college, actually. Um, it was when I was next door neighbors with Kyle. We had just met. And it was about May when we started like hooking up um, and I decided to get back on the pill. But right around then is when I finally got my period after not getting it for nine months. So kind of crazy. I think that's just kind of how my body reacts to this sort of stuff. Um, maybe a little preview of what's to come this past time. So yeah, I got back on it. It was 2011. And so yeah, I, I'd been on it for 12 years since then. So a really long freaking time. Um, I didn't really know what would happen um, when I got off it, but I just, you know, I kind of took it into my own hands. Also, one other important thing for me to mention is my experience while being on the pill. 
because I hear a lot of people say that they chose to get off the pill because they had all sorts of awful side effects. And that's just so crappy, right? Because I feel like a lot of doctors have people get on the pill because of bad side effects and kind of just acts like a band-aid rather than saying, oh, do the hard work of changing your diet, changing your exercise, limiting environmental toxins, switching up your beauty care routine. It's like, oh, well, here's this one size fits all thing and let's just get you on hormonal birth control. And that'll clear your acne. That'll make you lose weight. That'll clear your headaches. Like all sorts of crazy false promises um, that sometimes do happen for people. And sometimes it actually goes the other way and it just gets worse. For me, I guess I was maybe maybe lucky, maybe not lucky because I stayed on it for so long. But I had a pretty good experience on the hormonal birth control pill. I felt really steady in my emotions. I didn't have any acne. Um, I didn't have any cramps before, like the getting on the pill either. Um, I had like normal amounts. I didn't have any issues with my period, with my skin. Um, so I wasn't getting on it to fix things. But yeah, once I got on it, um, I felt just really steady and it went well. The one side effect that I thought was a side effect, because about a year, I'd say, after being back on it, my sex drive just kind of dwindled. And this was a new relationship, right? And so Kyle is a bit frustrated and I was frustrated with myself too, because I'm like, what is going on? Like, here's my partner who I love, who I'm very attracted to, and I just didn't feel like doing it <laughs> pretty much ever. I would never get this spontaneous arousal that a lot of my friends would talk about, and I just thought there was something wrong with me. So I remember at one point I had gone to the doctor just my primary care. And I had brought that up. I said, hey, like, I don't think this is normal. I used to have like a healthy sex drive and now it's just kind of gone away. And she kind of like said, she dismissed me. You know, she said, oh no, like that doesn't happen on birth control. So it wouldn't be the pill. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe it's you. And that felt like total shit because I was just questioning like what this is me this may be my partner like am I not attracted to him what and it just stirred up a whole lot of things and I have since learned that yes hormonal birth control does very much affect sex drive for a lot of people so thanks to that doctor <laughs> um so yeah, that was my experience. Um, it's unique to me as well. Everything I'm going to be sharing in this episode is unique to me. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, but most of the women who I have spoken to over the past year, as I've been going through this journey, um, have experienced at least some of the same elements as me. So <laughs> um, let's take it all the way back to last June. Um, it was, I was at Electric Forest and I was contemplating like just finishing this cycle and then like not refilling my uh, prescription and that being kind of it. So to my surprise, um, I actually lost my pill one day when I was there. I couldn't find it for the life of me. Um, I, I knew it was somewhere, but I looked everywhere in my tent, in my fanny pack, in all the pockets of my bags, and I just could not find it. So I took this as a sign that it was just time for me to get off of it. So that's what I did. And after doing research and what I know now, it is recommended to complete 
the pack, complete the cycle that you're on, um, just to just to give your body that sense of familiarity um, when it's not expecting something. You know, you just want to give yourself a leg up. But I just did it. I hadn't talked to my doctor. Um, I'd done some research online, <laughs> but I just kind of did it. And it was fine. There was a couple days later, I had like a withdrawal bleed and there was some spotting and some cramping for a couple days. But really, everything was fine for a little while. Also, one thing that I think is really interesting that I've since learned is on hormonal birth control, you actually do not have a period. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yes, I do bleed. No. So period as in the, the sense of um, like a, a traditional cycle where you ovulate, you have your follicular phase, you have your luteal phase, and you get your period. You don't, that doesn't happen. Like none of those things happen. So it's just like baseline, like one hormone, which is much more, not one hormone, just like kind of flatlined. Um, and this is much more similar to the male hormone cycle from what I've learned. Um, and feel free to fact check me on any of this. I'm not a doctor. Um, clearly some doctors don't even know about this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just taking this in my own hands to educate myself. So yeah, fascinating thing. When you bleed on your period, it's actually a withdrawal bleed, which is why there are certain types of birth control that um, you don't get your period at all because there really isn't a need to get your period when you are on the pill because you're not ovulating. So just kind of crazy. Thought I'd throw that out there. So that's what happened back in June um, of last year. Had that withdrawal bleed. Everything was fine. I felt pretty normal in July, but I didn't get my period. And I was kind of expecting that because remember the last time I got off the birth control pill all those years ago, I didn't get my period for nine months. Now, when I was in college, I was exercising a lot. I was partying, not sleeping a lot. And so at this phase in my life, I was sure that it wouldn't take nine months to get it back because I was treating my body a lot better and just feeling better in my body. So it didn't come in July, but I didn't really get worried. Um, by August, I started experiencing some hormonal changes. Um, there were some breakouts, but like nothing crazy, no real difference in my appetite, um, but my moods were way out of whack. Um, I attended one of my good friends, Red Tent Circles, and a Red Tent Circle is a space where um, women, womb carriers are welcome to gather. It goes back to many, many years ago when certain cultures would actually do this. If you've read the book, I believe it's called The Red Tent. I, I haven't read it, um, but I've kind of just learned about it through friends who have and who've shared with me about it. Um but yeah, so my friend Courtney, she has these amazing circles. If you're local in Denver, definitely check her out. Her Instagram's The Well and the Wheel. And these are really magical days where um, we, we just gather. She is an herbalist. She serves amazing different tea blends for depending where you are on your cycle. There's a different tea blend to help support you through that phase and just make you feel all yummy and they taste delicious. <laughs> so she was kind of educating us in this first red tent circle and I learned just about um, the natural things that happen within each cycle of our um, 
yeah, of our cycles <laughs> within each different segment of it. So different moods that happen, different sensations in your body, your energy levels. And I'd heard about this before, but this was the first time this was really broken down for me. And I think that in itself is pretty freaking wild. Like we had health class, sure, we learned about periods and sex and protection, but we didn't learn as women, as womb carriers, what the heck happens in our bodies and like why we feel certain ways throughout the month. So I just learned so much and it brought up a lot for me because at this point I wasn't cycling like normal and I just felt like not healthy because of it. I was putting all of these like judgments on myself and having a hard time with that, but also I was just feeling more depressed, more anxious, more hard on myself and you know, after running my own business for a year and a half and just like really focusing on my self-care and guiding other people through their holistic health and uh, healing journeys, I was pretty, you know, taken aback when all of these old thoughts and feelings that felt kind of foreign at this point were seeping back in. And that was really, really freaky. I remember like crying in this red tent circle and just sharing how I just didn't feel like myself and I didn't know who this version of me off birth control was. So that continued on through September and it all kind of came to a head in early October. So last October, um, Jen and I led one of our amazing witch retreats in St. Augustine, Florida, and it was freaking incredible, but I was definitely PMSing and low energy through it. And even like after I got back, um, it felt like PMDD, which if you're not familiar uh, I might butcher it, but basically premenstrual depressive disorder is what I think it stands for. And it's it's like PMS on crack, basically. And you get really, really down and just, yeah, people can dip into pretty dark places um, during those times. Some people have suicidal ideation, like really, really hard times. Um, and this happens to some women, some people monthly. And there are resources for this. So, I mean, if you're hearing about this and it resonates, I definitely recommend doing some research, talking with your doctor about it, because um, my friend Courtney, she's one of those people who had that and identified it and sought out help and is doing so much better. So there are, there's help out there. Um, but it was interesting after being around so many women all weekend and just vibing with everybody's hormones, <laughs> there were some people on their periods, there were some people not, I finally got my first period on October 13th after almost four months of not having a period since I got off birth control. And it was super light. It was one day, I think, and then spotting. And the reason I remember it was October 13th. I didn't just remember this, but I looked back on my Natural Cycles birth control app. I have been using that as well as the Aura Ring to um, track my cycle. And I've learned so freaking much. I cannot recommend these two tools more um, to anybody who's looking to take this next step in getting off birth control. Or even if you're not on birth control, 
it's taught me so much <laughs> about my body, about my temperature. That's how it kind of tracks your cycle is your temperature. And yeah, I just feel so much more in touch now. But basically, I looked back, saw October 13th, and that's how I'm remembering all of this. So that was cool. I was pretty stoked. Finally had a period. It wasn't bad. And then after that, I had some relief, right? I was back in my follicular phase and I could actually identify where I was um, for the first time. So it continued this way through November. Um, and then my energy kind of started to dip um, at the end of November. Then early December, I slipped again into like that PMDD depressive state, just like I had been in October. And it was really, really hard. I just remember like a lot of anxiety. Like I wouldn't even touch weed at that time because it would just give me crippling anxiety when that wasn't my experience in the past and it's not my experience now like I'll have an edible a week or something I have a Thursday night ritual with myself <laughs> where I'll have an edible after work Kyle has his men's group so it's just me at home me and Minnie and I'll put on like a Netflix show and just laugh and it's just great and then I'll talk to Kyle about his men's group stuff when he gets home and it's lovely <laughs> um but I, I was not doing this at that time because it just felt like way too much so um, then in early December, uh, my women's group that I'm a part of here in Denver, we decided to have a group mushroom trip um, just with our circle. And it was like super intentional. And we, we cleared the space. We all set intentions and we opened it up. We pulled cards. We shared our intentions. It was really, really beautiful. But thinking back to it, it was a really hard trip for me, like the hardest trip I've ever had, which duh, kind of makes sense with where I was hormonally knowing all of this, right? In hindsight, um, I remember thinking like a lot of anxiety, thinking about Kyle coming back because the guys, our husbands and partners, a lot of them, they were out together um, while we were doing this and we knew that eventually they were going to come back. Um, but I just like got anxiety about seeing him, which then made me judge myself because I'm like, why am I getting anxiety about seeing my partner? And it was just crazy for me to think that. And so then I excused myself from the group and I picked up my journal and I sat myself down by the kitty litter, <laughs> I remember. And I just journaled and even looking back at my handwriting, it was chaotic. <laughs> I was like sobbing, writing, and just feeling my feels, being with them. Because if you've taken any plant medicine, you probably know that suppressing those feelings doesn't work. You have to kind of ride the wave and go with it. So that's what I did. And then um, this was actually really, really good fuel for Kyle and I's conversations. And I also um, met with my therapist and we brought this up in couples therapy. And so I'm really actually grateful for the experience, even though it was super hard in the moment because it brought up a lot of clarity down the line once I was able to kind of sift through it. So after that, I got my second period. <laughs> you can probably assume this is where it was going with those moods. Um, it was on December 13th. Isn't that interesting? Exactly two months after my first period off the pill. 
So two months had gone by. And again, it wasn't a bad period. Um, It was light. It was maybe a day. And then I started to feel better after. But something interesting that I learned in all of my my research of periods and uh, cycling and getting off birth control pill is that every month a different ovary um, ovulates and bleeds. And so what kind of looking back, I didn't realize this when I was going through it, but now that I have the data in my Natural Cycles app from being hooked to the Oura Ring, by the way, they're not sponsoring me, but it would be great if they did. <laughs> um, it, they Basically, I, I gleamed that one of my ovaries wasn't ovulating, wasn't shedding, um, wasn't bleeding, because it was like that perfect 60 days. You know, no doctor has told me this, but this is kind of just what I've gathered. And if you pay really close attention um, each month when you are ovulating, when you're getting your period, you might even be able to feel which side it is. There might just be a little bit more discomfort, a little bit more like stuff going on on that side. So fun little reflection for you there. But yeah, so that was December. And in December, I started listening to the book Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. It had come recommended to me by a bunch of different sources. And so I finally, I decided to listen to it and I learned so freaking much. Oh my gosh. Like, Did you know that oftentimes when people get off hormonal birth control, um, they will not be attracted to their partner anymore? <laughs> um so this is an extreme example, but, and this wasn't the case for me, luckily, but um, say someone gets on hormonal birth control and then they meet their partner after that some at some point. What happens with your senses is they are actually affected and the pheromones, the hormones that you smell and that you take in from your partner, they're kind of registered in your brain a different way while on hormonal birth control because the hormones that you're pumping into yourself, the synthetic ones, they affect that whole reading in the brain. So say you're with the same partner, then you get off birth control pill, that might be affected. And I'm not saying this to raise the alarms. I'm saying this because the more you know, right? Um, And to validate people, if this has happened to you and you're noticing a shift there, like, it's not your fault. Um, here's the one way like that it might be the cause of. So, so yeah, that was wild. I reached out to my doctor after listening to the audiobook. Highly recommend it again. And she recommended that I start taking a supplement. Um, she recommended Mayo and Decairo Inositol. It is a big, crazy, fancy word. It's a couple words, um, but basically it's this specific type of sugar um, that is said to have like there's some data some things that have proven that it helps balance out hormones and cycles and all of that so I did some research checked out my doctor recommended it to me I got it off Amazon honestly I think it was a 60 day um, kind of bottle so I took that it was four pills daily. And then I also 
purchased the um, hormone balancing supplements that Dr. Jolene Brighton from the author from Beyond the Pill recommended as well. There's like a little quiz in the book um, that you can kind of decide and tell which hormones might be out of whack for you. And so based on that, I found, um, I think it was just called hormone balancing um, was the one that I took. So I started taking these in early January and I tried to kind of put some of the things into motion that I learned from the book, like coffee before food in the morning. I tried to eat something um, in the morning before having my caffeine because that really messes with your cortisol levels um, and cortisol is a hormone and that can affect everything else. I really continued my healthy rituals of moving my body, getting a nice walk-in in the morning, walking my dog, meditating, um, practicing yoga. I also decided to um, do some athletic greens. So I asked my brother for that for Christmas. And so I was on athletic greens for a couple months. Um, and yeah, basically that was January. Uh, kept going this way. I didn't get my period for January or February. So the next period I actually got was March 1st. And that two-month trend was still going. So one side seemed like it wasn't cycling. So after I ran out of those supplements, I decided not to restock because it didn't seem like there was much of a change, although they do say that it takes about three months of taking natural supplements consistently for them to show effect. So maybe they did work because my next cycle was a little bit closer to normal. I got my period after that on April 28th. And throughout that time, it seemed like my moods were like leveling off a bit. Um, So that was really nice. And one massive, massive thing that I can trace this to is in March, I actually started eating meat again. I went pescatarian back in 2018. So it had been five years um, as of May this year that I just cut meat out. I was in Hawaii. I had a creepy piece of chicken and I said, that's it. Something snapped in my brain. And I said, I'm not eating meat anymore. (laughs) Um, But in March this year, I had heard from a couple friends, a couple other people in my community that they started, and also from Beyond the Pill, the book, um, that meat actually can help with regulating your cycle. And so there was this part of me that really didn't want to believe it and really didn't want to do that. I felt like I was selling out in a way. (laughs) It sounds so crazy to say now, but you know, we all have these parts in us that's like really resistant. And I kind of, it was like an ego part, you know, that was really closely tied with being a pescatarian and not eating meat. And like, Certain kind of meats creep me out still, and it is a lot of a texture thing, but it's also the animals and the kindness and not eating death. So that was hard for me to kind of just try again. Um, I started small. I started with bacon, (laughs) like the gateway meat, right? (laughs) Um, So some bacon, the occasional bite of sausage if Kyle is eating it, and then slowly added back in turkey and like a couple bites of chicken here and there. Although chicken has been like really hard for me. So I, I don't know if I'll stick with chicken. Um, but I, I, I've always been eating eggs, always been eating fish. But 
it didn't seem to be enough. So, I mean, in March, that first period, March 1st, second period after that, April 28th, the biggest change in that time frame was me eating meat again. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll keep this going. Um, I also, at this point, started noticing more big changes in myself. I was actually starting to feel sexual desire spontaneously again for the first time in like 15 years. And I listened, I worked on a couple things. I listened to the book, Tell Me What You Want, which I think I referenced um, a couple episodes ago when Jen and I were talking about the episode about sex. It was like something I was really focusing on. So sure, maybe parts of that were the meat and <laughs> the changes, the leveling off of my hormones. Maybe, I, and I have a, um, a hunch that at least some of this was an effect of me also working on shame and myth-busting all sorts of beliefs and confronting different ideologies about myself and just really embracing them, talking about them with Kyle and couples therapy, doing this work on my own, reflecting around my own desires. And there were some pretty interesting shifts. Like I came to realize and learn that I'm like more gender fluid in desires and <laughs> had really good conversations with Kyle about it, who dubbed it my second puberty. <laughs> this whole time of my life as my second puberty, because I'm just learning about myself and I feel like a little teenager of like, do I like this? Is this weird? Is this me? Is this for me? Do I, what? Who do I like? Like, what do I like? And it's just been a freaking wild time. But it was crazy, right? That was a lot. And this is where it gets wild. After continuing all of this with these shifts, with the meat, with the work on myself, with the hormones seemingly like coming to normal, having a normal sexual desire, and I say normal with quotes on either end, because <laughs> what is normal, really? But I got my period on June 1st. After the last one on April 28th, which was a 34-day cycle, which is still in what they say a normal cycle is. And so this was my first normal cycle. It was almost, it was almost a freaking year. Almost a year. It was June. So I got off of it June 2022. I got uh, my first normal cycle June 2023. And so here I am like, did meat bring on my cycle? Like what brought on my cycle? Questioning all the things, but I'm sure it was all the things, right? All the things. I don't think it was just one thing, but I'm just really, really grateful that I got to this point and where I am now. So whew, almost exactly a whole year in from when I got off hormonal birth control, I'm feeling amazing. I feel in sync with my energy levels and what's going on in my body and my mind. I can pinpoint so much of this to my cycle. And really, like we are magical cyclical beings as women and womb carriers, Truly. Um, while it felt so random when I'd bleed, after looking it up in my natural cycles and checking out every date of the start of my period, I'm freaking blown away because every single period, while they felt crazy random, every single period started on a waxing gibbous moon. 
Like, what? It's just, it blows my mind. So I got the Stardust app because one of my friends also recommended that. And it is a really fun app where there's some astrology mixed in and it's just like visually appealing as well, um, but some spiritual elements too. So it, we love it. And basically with my cycle of how I bleed very close to the full moon, they kind of just bucket me in with bleeding on the full moon. That is under their category of the red witch, which is the healer type, the wise type, the shaman type, um, which is just really cool. And I feel like I resonate with that. So wild, wild, wild. <laughs> That's where I'm at now. I feel like I can pinpoint my energy levels. I am now in my luteal phase, which I'm not thrilled about because I electric forest starts on Wednesday. When you hear this episode, it will be Friday. I will be at electric forest, my happy place in Michigan, frolicking through the woods. Um, so just send me some good energy if you'd like, <laughs> but, um, I wish I was in my follicular phase because that's where we're like, we're ovulation. We're feeling our best. We're super energized, but I can't change it. And I'm just going to try my darndest to honor my sleepiness and just be with it and do all the good things for myself and try not to be too hard or stringent on, on the shoulds and just try to be present. So oh, one important detail that I realized I left out is what I have been doing for birth control since not trying to get pregnant and being off the pill. Um, so what we've been doing, and I know this might be crazy to some people, we have been using condoms every single time for the past year. And, you know, it's, it's not my favorite, but if it's preventing children and it's keeping Kyle comfortable with all of it we'll keep doing it for a bit his he's basically said we'll keep using condoms until your cycle levels out and it becomes more predictable because you can only get pregnant six days out of an entire month out of your entire cycle and so when you have a normal predictable cycle and you're tracking it through your temperature through natural cycles or some other app um then you can literally know when you can have sex without protection and when you should use protection if you're not trying to get pregnant. So we're going to get to that point. I'm really thrilled because this cycle is even more quote unquote normal than anyone previously. Um, it's predicting that I'll get my period on June 28th, which is a waxing gibbous, of course. <laughs> so I'm feeling just really good about that. That'll probably be like a 27, 28 day cycle, which, you know, it's a range, but that is kind of what we hear most commonly as like a classic traditional cycle is 28 days. So that's a lot. I'm sure you might have questions, things to share. I'd love, love, love to hear from you all. It really brightens both Jen and I's days and makes this all feel so impactful and, and worth it time-wise um, when we hear for you and how everything's resonating. So if you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram. I am Katerina underscore Erickson, or you can find and or you can find our um, podcast Instagram at Awaken Together Podcast. Oh, thank you all so much for listening, for being here. I love you so much and can't wait to hear your thoughts. I will talk to you next 